following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Nui Scruggs. All right, Players' Lounge, back at the Star. Wow. Man. Okay, haven't done this in a minute. Woo. I forgot, I forgot how to get here for a second. I didn't forget how to get here. I just haven't been down here. This um, is true. We've been able to have a couple of media uh, things upstairs, but but not I've not been down here in well over a year. It's Players Man. Lounge. Yeah. Players Lounge, I'm Dewey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter. That's Barry Church, yes, former Dallas sir. Cowboys safety, number 42. Our running buddy, Danny McCray. He's uh, still on assignment, but uh, we may have Danny next week. We're looking and hoping to have Danny next week here. So we're back here in the building here at the SWBC Mortgage uh, Studios to do our thing for the next hour. Now, we're, we're, we're pushed back an hour today because it was Cowboys rookie camping. We wanted to get out here and see exactly what was going on here in church. Yes, sir. Uh, this is where I'm going to lean on you okay. because you've played the game. You were an undrafted rookie. You know what a rookie mini camp means, That what these guys were out here. So give me your impressions of some of the guys you saw. Give me some 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 guys you said, oh, I like this, and some guys you said, well, mm, got a question mark. All right, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, dive into it a little bit. And um, Well, first and first point, I'm glad they're having this rookie mini camp. I mean, for so many guys out there, this is such an advantage. There's such yeah. an opportunity to make the team. I mean, I know when me and uh, our other running mate, McCray, came to rookie mini camp, uh, we were the only two safeties out there. So we had to take every single one-on-one rep, every single team rep. I mean, it was, it was a brutal stretch right there but I mean we made it all pay off because it helped us make the team so I'm glad these guys are able to have the opportunity to go out there show what they got out there in front of these coaches and this is just a building block this is just a start of what they can do so but when I looked at this game, when I looked out there at that practice, I'm going to tell you who I was extremely impressed with. And I, and I didn't even know who, who the guy was. I didn't even know he existed at first. I knew he was a draft pick, but mm-hmm. I didn't even know, like, you know, who, all right, he, he might be a camp body. But it was number 38, and I don't want to, I do not want to butcher his last name. But his name is Israel, and I don't want to, is it Mukukama? Mukuamu. Mukuamu. Okay. You heard Mukuamu. it here first. Mukuamu. Israel, um, Israel, Israel Mukuamu. He was the corner outs, uh, opposite of um, J.C. Horn down there in South Carolina. And they moved him back to free safety. And this is a big kid. This is a big 6'4", 212. So he's, he's, he's a big guy, big kid. And they moved it back to free safety. So I was looking at the DB drills. And I just, you know, bias at the safety. I'm looking at them. And this guy looked fluid. I'm talking about from the breaks. I mean, there was no false steps. He wasn't stepping in the bucket. Everything just seemed to be a positive movement with this guy. His hips were extremely fluid. He had great ball skills. You know those coaches during those drills, they like to fire the ball. They like to rifle it. Thinking right. Back in the day, thinking, this, you know, they Johnny United. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And, I mean, this guy was catching everything. He looked extremely fluid. When they were doing the kind of mirror the receiver drills as a kind of a press coverage technique he looked extremely like comfortable like he was out there before and that and that's because to become from his corner background that he had in South Carolina but I'm loving what I've seen in this guy I know it's early I know everybody looks great when you just have shoulder we just have shorts and a helmet on and everybody looks like they're the best athlete in the world but from my time in the league I can tell you that guy looks extremely fluid and I want to see what he can bring to the table for this defense, especially in that safety room where it seems to be up for grabs. It seems to be up for grabs outside of that strong safety position. So I want to see what he can do. Six-round pick. Six-round pick. Six-round pick, number 227. And he looks good. 
He looked. I watched him the whole time. He looked good. And then there was another guy, another safety back there. Because you know me, I you know I love the defensive side of the ball. I love the secondary, so I focused a lot on the secondary today. And this is an undrafted dude. This guy was undrafted. I believe he was out of Purdue, but it's thirty nine. Tyler Coyle, if I'm not speaking his yes. name wrong. That guy, looked, that guy looked fluid as well. You could tell he had some experience back there. His back pedal looked great. His transitions looked great. Now, he's a little smaller of a guy, so we got to see what he looks like when pads get back on. But overall, those two looked extremely impressive to me as far as fluid and just being able to get in, in and out of their breaks, catching the ball. They seem very natural out there. Now, once again, this is just in helmets, so we'll see what they look like with pads come on. But both of those guys looked amazing to me out there, and I want to see what they got later on in camp. But what was kind of – I'm not going to say it's disappointing – I'm not going to say it's disappointing because the guy had a whole year off, you know, because he, he opted out of the, mm-hmm. uh, the COVID thing. But the first round pick, Micah Parsons. I mean, you, you can tell he has some explosiveness to him, but I'm not so sure that cardio is all the way up to snuff. I mean, we, we when I was watching him out there, it was it was early in practice. He had his you know hands over his head. He had the kickstand going. And everybody that's an athlete and played football, y'all know what the kickstand is, that leg over leg, so you can just kind of balance up without you using all your muscles out there. <sighs> he was breathing heavy, hands on the knees, shorts. It was just... <sighs> And then after every yeah, yeah. after every kind of rep they did, it wasn't like he did, he didn't have like that spring like oh bam I just hit the sled ah I got that spring it was like oh I hit the sled and ah oh. it was kind of oozy as Coach Garrett used to say it's oozy it wasn't snap it was kind of oozy so I'm hoping he can get his cardio back up so I was a, I was a tad bit not I, won't, I don't want to say disappointed but just like man I thought he would come in with a little bit more pop it's a red flag for you yeah just a small red flag it's a red flag for small red flag and there's a difference between you know being in shape and then being in football shape and we talked about this before the show when you're out there working out you know what to expect you know oh I got this I can cruise through this part go hard on this part so you know what you're doing but when you get into that football field and that football shape you got coaches yelling at you nonstop to go here and here that shape seems to get zapped quick. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It was the first little rookie camp. We'll see what he can do later on. But right now, it was kind of a short little red flag for me, Nui. Just a, just a little red flag. That's it. Well, I go back to, to something you just said. hasn't played football in a year. That's true. So that means not only have you not been – and I don't – just what you said. You don't care that he worked out with a trainer yeah, and they yeah. simulated some drills and maybe <laughs> he even hired a professional coach to help him out. It's a whole nother thing when you're out here in the team area with the juices flowing and mm-hmm. then you're now giving instruction mm-hmm. as well. And that was that next thing I wanted to ask you about what you saw here at, at minicamp because now guys are learning. Most guys, this is different. This is not the same thing they ran. The speed, the tempo, everything goes up another notch here. Oh yeah, it, go, it goes up another notch, and right now it's kind of cool because you're, you know, you're you're amongst your rookies and you're amongst the first year guys. So you guys are all, all kind of in the same boat. But when those veteran guys get out there and it, and it ramps up a little bit, and you see how they're going 100 miles an hour in each direction, that's when it kind of get, gets you a little flustered as you're a rookie. Like oh, I got to go here, I got to go there. That's when you got to find that leader, that guy. That, for me, it was Gerald Sensenbaugh. For me, it was you know those type of guys. That I kind of kind of led behind, let them let them go by example, and I just kind of fed off of what they were doing. So these rookies now, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit easier because you're, you're amongst your peers and you, you guys are all, you know, don't know what to expect out there. But once everybody comes to as a team together, that's when it's going to ramp up a little bit. And coaches are going to they're going to going to let you know. They're going to let you know, hey, hey, pick it up here. Or pick it up there. They ain't going to sugarcoat things like when you're all amongst your rookies. So I'm interested to see what, what, what they can do when it comes to that point. But right now, I mean, it was, it was a it was a good first start. It was a good first start. So I was watching Parsons out there and also I was checking out Jabril Cox. Mm-hmm. Um, Linebacker from LSU. I didn't know he was that big. 
For, I thought he was my size, but he got some size to him. He bought 230-something. And George Edwards was basically, even though he's not the linebacker coach, he's basically leading all the linebacker drills and out there teaching him. So I, I paid attention to him a little bit. Also put my eyes on number 24, uh, Kelvin Joseph. So mm. I was looking at him in Nashawn Wright, mm. um, the other corner, the third um, third round pick. They took um, number 99 uh, overall, f- six foot four from Oregon State. And it was just interesting because there's one drill they were running out there. So you had you had Izzy and Nashawn, Deshaun right there next to each other. Like they are very tall. And then it was very tall. And then it was a little because I wrote his name down here. It was um, the running back, uh, Nick Ralston. So Nick Ralston, the six foot fullback from Louisiana, was standing <laughs> next to him. I was like, okay. tall cat. Right? Yes, I was like these corners, these corners, the corner and safety are big. So big that is dudes. something that that really kind of stood out to me as I watched rookie camp. And then the other thing with the quarterbacks here. Mm. So the quarterbacks they brought in JT Barrett yep. of Ohio State uh, fame, who's from Wichita, Texas. Yeah. Wich- Wichita Falls, Texas, where the Cowboys used to hold training camp. And then Brady Davis, quarterback out of uh, Illinois State, not good. Not, yeah, I, I, not good. When I was looking, I, you good, know, it kind of reminded me of when Danucci went out there for that Philadelphia game on Sunday night, and you just look and you're just like, man, he, he just ain't got it. Well, I mean, the the tough part is the, the passes were just in, you just saw inaccurate passes, yeah, and there was there was no rush. That's the thing that was like, it's literally there's not even an <laughs> offensive line in front of you. It's do your drop back or do your fake handoff, and then there's a coach standing right where you could throw the ball, and it was just a lot of air throws. I mean, sometimes coach had to jump up and. Tip it with one hand to try to bring it in. I mean, it, it, it shouldn't be like that when there's no rush, no offensive right. line. I mean, maybe the nerves got the better of them. You know, it's, you know, first time out in the league, you know, they just got the star on your helmet. But it was just a lot of inaccuracies out there. Yeah. So, so I'm also trying to check out Semi Fajoko from Stanford, and and it was just it was it was tough. I mean, the wide receivers out there today, you had a tough job because the quarterbacks here were you know this uh, clearly it's not Dak Prescott, no. and, you know, it, it, but it's it was it was tough, and so. It ain't like my boy Double G out there either. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Literally, I mean, it's it's no, you're not. It's not Garrett Gilbert. Mm-mm, you know, it's it's it's, it's an issue here. So uh, that was the thing I took away from the quarterbacks here. Let me uh, ask you a question real quick before yeah. we go on. Are you comfortable, Gilbert, backing up, backing up uh, Prescott out there? I, I I'm not really worried about it now. I think. What we'll see, and, and you know this business. Come mm-hmm. June first, let's see who else is out here. Okay, that's right. That's who, right. Who, else, who else is going to be out here? Um, they brought in Jeff Driscoll for a little visit, yeah. and they didn't sign him. I, and I'm like, good, good. <laughs> Man, we would have given him up okay. when he was in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, nah. no, no. Mm-hmm. So, so just let's see. We every year we know there's going to be some players released. You're like, ooh, oh, that guy's huh. on the market. Okay, can we grab him? Right. So, so let's let's see what happens. Okay. And just like Andy Dalton, you weren't expecting Andy Dalton to end up with the Cowboys last year. And so along the way, and I think of this from a backup standpoint, okay, if you're a guy out there and you want to get a, you know, I want to check, mm-hmm. go to the Cowboys, no state taxes. Can't beat it. Dak's probably going to play because <laughs> until last year, he always played. That's, that's exactly what Andy Dalton was thinking. I mean, <laughs> Let me get this three five. Remember real Kyle quick. Orton? Hey, Kyle, man, exactly. Kyle Orton came in. Hey man, Romo's here. Get my <laughs> golf club. I know the game plan. I know what I need to do. He would literally come in every Monday. Kyle Orton would come in every Monday. Who's ready to party? And I'm like, hold on, man. We just had a game. We're out here dead tired, sore. Kyle Orton's coming in. What's going on, guys? What's up? I'm like, man, he had the job. He had the, I mean, he had it made right, right. there. Right. So, so to, to me, I, I, I would think. 
that in this whole backup market that, you know, somebody loses a job and, and, and we know this as you go through coaching staff, mm-hmm. somebody's going to get free. I just believe at some point in time the Cowboys will find someone and they'll be an attractive destination for a guy who says, you know, man, that's a little check, no state taxes, hang out, chill out in Texas. Can't beat it. Always thought about being a Cowboy. I mean, this is – you can find that guy. You can. You can. And that's what I'm counting on, Stephen Jones and Will McClay, to go find that guy. That guy. I got yeah. you. I got you. Because through the years, they found they have found that Always. guy. I remember going back when Steve Berline was a backup quarterback for the Cowboys. That's with true. Troy Aikman. And Steve Berline has started a lot of games with the Raiders. I mean, this was a proven quarterback. And rode the train a little bit. Um, got got a couple money. starts in. And next thing you know, moved, moved on. Same and, as John Kitna. He came in, same thing. Got a couple starts in. Uh, some, I think Romo got hurt one of those years. Got a couple starts in, and you know, was on his way. Living so. a good life. Yeah, living a good life. Living man. a good life. So that's to, so that's why I say, you know, let's let's just see where that okay. where, where it plays out for okay. the quarterback situation. Because I'm not I'm not I'm not stressing on it. Okay. Just because it's the Cowboys, they'll and they'll be somebody in here. they're going to get somebody. Mm-hmm. That that's the bottom line. They're going to find someone to come in here and and, and do this thing. Um, so I want to go back to Parsons and what you said, all right? right? Yeah, you already right. played that, all right, yeah. Church? So. You're saying shape is a condition, a, yeah. a question for you, the conditioning. Mm-hmm. And you pose the topic, can, can Leighton Van Der Esch, Jalen Smith, can they hold off Parsons, who, by the way, Ooh. you know, is supposed to start off at middle linebacker? See, and, that, and that's the thing where I'm like, I don't know. If he, if he was like, oh, they're going to be at Sam, I'm like, all right, well, he's going to start Sam, and then they'll have LVE, and they'll have uh, uh, Jalen Smith, and they're going to be the starters. But they have him at middle. So they don't. It ain't like they have them learning this base four three outside, dude. They got them at middle, right behind who is it? Smith, right? Or that's that's Vander Esch in the middle, ain't it? And then Smith is on a, is at the wheel, I believe. Well, that's what they had last year under Nolan, and before that they switched. I mean, in my yeah, opinion, okay. in my opinion, um, I don't. You know, first thing is good. Get Vander Esch out that middle. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 Get him out the middle. Yeah. With those neck problems, I mean, subconsciously he might not even know it. He might just be like, I'm going full force, but sub right before that impact, you you can tell. I mean, he was kind of. He was just dumb overall. Ah, yeah. It was just Dumb. not. It was just Mike, not a good Mike spot Nolan did a disservice to the players. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Dan Quinn can bring a little bit more than Mike Nolan did. But if he's at, if if Parsons is at that mic, I'm saying Jalen's in trouble, man. I'm saying Jalen is in trouble. If if Parsons is at that mic and he's backing him up, I'm saying Jalen's in trouble because I'm thinking eventually this guy's going. to – I don't know if it'll be week one. But they're going to push him on that field, I believe. They're already hyping him up everywhere else. I mean, look at any type of social media, okay. ESPN, NFL Network. Any, they're hyping this guy up. He's already, I think, leading the percentages for rookie of the year. And he ain't even stepped on the field yet. He's talking about he's going to be defensive rookie of the year. So whoever's in that middle spot, whether it be LVE, Jalen, they're in trouble because he's going to get every opportunity to get that starting spot. Now, unless he comes out here and plays, you know, just just below average and not good, then he, he'll be the backup. But if he comes out here and it's any any type of respectable play, I think he'll be forced into that lineup. Uh, either he's ready or not, I think he'll be forced into that lineup. We just got to see what happens when he gets out there. And look, we know Van Der Esch has a problem of availability. Yeah, this is very true. So, you know, these are th- – Factors that you have to put in. This is why you've got Jabril Cox on this team and Micah Parsons on this team. Your two starting guys right now, and Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith. Two years ago, you thought you had you thought you had some, some you know perennial Pro Bowlers. You thought this was a strength. Now it's a question mark. It is Jerry Jones, and then we talked to Jerry a little bit, and Jerry spoke about you know okay, hey, look, there's there's some some competition here, there is. even a little bit of pressure. 
for Jalen Smith, which which is good. That's okay? that's, that's okay? what I was getting ready to get man, to. Man, I'm tired of dudes being handed jobs. We saw what happened last year. Come on, man. With the, when there's no accountability, you got guys saying all types of stuff. You know, all right, hey, when these coaches don't know how to coach, or this, that, and the third. You see, you saw the film. You, you see can't him expect out. me to you play 100 percent. 100 Woods. Come and then on, when Jalen says, "Just check the tape," we check the tape, and it's like you, you got guys running around you. And so, I love what they did as far as bringing in competition each level. D line, we saw a couple casualties already. Antoine Woods is out of there because we brought in some defensive line. Yeah, we did. No, no guarantee. <laughs> guy didn't have a guarantee. You ain't got that no money. guarantee. Two, two million. You weren't going to pay two million nah. for, for for a guy as a backup when nah. you've already drafted dudes. You can, you know, those guys are going for six hundred k, and right. you got two million. It's just it, you just you ain't going to do it. You ain't yeah, going to do it. Yeah. Then at the linebacker, you got you know like you you just said, we got all that competition. What are we going to do with Keanu Neal now? You know, we brought him in here five mil. Where, where, where does he play at? This is this is for me. What I think about Keanu Neal, I go back to what we, I've been talking about here on the players not so much. He knows the defense. That's true. So the fact that you know the defense gives you an advantage you already. Yeah. And also, Dan Quinn trusts you. Mm-hmm. This I mean, is true. Right now, if we're just being honest, Dan Quinn can't trust any of these linebackers right now. Mm-mm. You know, trust is trust is earned three ways. You need three things yeah. for trust: you, time. Proof and consistency. Keanu Neal has that. These true. other guys have to demonstrate it to him. So to me, Keanu Neal is a guy that right now I'd pencil him in on the lineup because he knows what to do and where to be. Yeah. But do you see you just you think paying him five mil and just having him in like some type of sub packages, like I that's a lot of money just for being in like a, you know, oh, let's get him in here. Let's get him in some dime. Let's get him, you know, 10, 15 snaps a game. That's 17 games now. That's a, that's a healthy one. That's a healthy yeah, long one. Games. Yeah, 17 games. That's a long one. All right, so 17 games. Leighton Van Der Esch, can you write him down for 17? No. Nah. You couldn't write him down for 16, yeah, so you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Smith underperformed last year. He did. So, you know, what are you going to get? Maybe his, he, maybe you've lit his fire and he's going to go ahead and have an unbelievable. Maybe not, but you've got too many question marks, in my opinion, to say, well, we're going to go ahead and let him go. We're going to go yeah. ahead and cut. Nah, nah. That's to me, true. Neil is a guy that – I'm gonna have him here okay. until until someone shows me that he shouldn't be here. I just hope they don't move him back to safety. No, I you hope can't. That there's too many bodies. There's just too, there's many, too many bodies. You got too many bodies. No, plus he can't. I was talking to Rodney Harrison. Rodney said he can't cover. Man, he can't. Rodney's he like, can't. He can't cover. He said if you put him in linebacker, fine, you can help yourself, but do not have this guy nah. covering anybody. So nah, 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 they, nah. And that's where once again you could trust. Your 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 D coordinator Dan Quinn because it's a player he knows. Yeah. So you know you know the you know the warts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The great coaches understand the warts of their players and they cover up the warts. This is true. So how do you cover up the ward for Neil? You don't put him back here at safety trying to cover (laughs) anybody. Put him up here closer to the box. So at least they already understand who and what he is. Okay. A lot of times last year, I don't think Mike Nolan knew what he had. Nah, because, you, you could tell. I mean, because if you did, you would never have put in Leighton Banderesh at middle linebacker. <laughs> and put exactly. Jalen Smith at the wheel. At the wheel. What, what do I want? What do I, I mean, to me, I, I go back to that Bears Thursday night game when I was at Soldier Field. And you had Duncan Mitchell Trubisky running through and around us. But, but also going after Jalen. This was. 
Everywhere yeah. he everywhere fifty four, it was like, all right, check, hey, tar- target, hey, Mike fifty four, we gonna target this, right? It was bad. So, so, but that was what he was doing. It was like that time when Aaron Rodgers went after Cheeto. Twenty four is twenty four. I'm going. Where he at? Where he's at? I'm going where right there. That's and so true. that's what Trubisky was doing to Jalen. So, so we know this is not the strength of him. Mm-hmm. And that's where I go back to as a coach, and it doesn't matter what any sport, your coaches are supposed to figure out what are the warts of the team, how do you cover them up? And I thought Mike Nolan didn't do a good job in, in, in putting these guys in their best yeah. positions. And so that's your hope that Dan Quinn this year can take the linebacking core and put them in the proper position and get these guys rolling. I don't personally, I would hope that Neil made the team and could help coach the other guys. You played with Sean Lee. What was one of the biggest benefits besides Sean when he was healthy playing? Mm. It was Sean's ability to also help coach oh, every, other people. And it ain't even just his position. He would, I mean, he would know, he would let you, the safety, y'all got to drop in here. Hey, corner, you got to, if you're on the nub side, meaning there's no receivers and just a tight end, you got to fit the D gap. I mean, he would, and that's the benefit of playing with a guy like that because it, it was just, it made everything so much easier because it was just like everybody was communicating and everybody was on the same page. And hopefully, like you said, hopefully Keanu Neal or KZ can bring that kind of that kind of calmness to a defense where if things are going crazy and people are like, I don't know what to do, everybody relax. You got this, you got that, and you got this. KZ in, in the defensive backfield. So think of it, your last two levels. Mm-hmm. Last level, you got KZ back here. Knows the defense, knows what Dan Quinn wants. Then over here at the linebacker level, you got Neal. Who's going to help your guys figure out what to do and where to go? Hey, Parsons, this is what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. LVE, this is what they're look. This is what they're looking for, and that to me is a big benefit. And Dan Quinn spoke about that after the draft, the press conference I was at. So, but I, I just, I just believe that's a big emphasis, and I just believe that's a big help. And, and to me, five million dollars for that is worth it. And hopefully, he's that type of player where he's like, I, I'm a help. I, if I help everybody out, it benefits the whole team. Because there's some players out there that, hey, you know. I'm trying to get on the field too, and I'm trying to make my stamp and stay on the field. So I can't, you know, I can, I help you to some sort, but I can't, you know, I can't divulge all that. So it just depends on the type of player True. he is, and hopefully he's one of those guys that, hey, come with me, I'll teach you the ropes, young guy. So hopefully he's that kind of. Because if it's the other way, I mean, the team's just not gonna, it's not gonna, you know. And, and we, and that, that's a great point, and we'll find we'll out. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll, we'll find, find out. out. But the so you've got that two players who know the defense, and I also go back to this where you've got Dan Quinn bringing in two assistants who understand this defense at the front and the back. Mm-hmm. I just believe that these are opportunities where the Cowboys can help themselves, where last year you just had so much dysfunction oh, yeah. uh, between the coaches and the players. It was, it was, last year was bad. Yeah, it was too much gray area. You know, People Ugh. talking about, I don't like standing up, and I this, that, and the third, and everything. People didn't even know how to play cover three for the most part out there. And that's one of the most simple, basic coverages there is. So, I, you know. Well, when you're I, coaching I was, the coaches. Yeah. Okay, so here's Mike. You're trying to coach the coaches. Now you're also trying to coach the players. Yeah. So it was, it was a mess. It was, it it was, was a, a mess. mess. And, and hopefully mess. Dan Quinn can get this thing fixed and just have some semblance of everyone understand. Hey, Joe Vitt, the DB's coach, he knows what's going on here. Yeah. You know, so so that in your D-line coach that you brought in, for, that he, he gets what's going on. So just at least that part. And a huge part of that hope was going to hope, well, hopefully we'll get the word on it, is if we're going to have like OTAs, some sort of, some 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 type of semblance of OTAs, mini camp, something like that will go a long way, I think, with this team. Because, I mean, last year we, we saw it. I mean, with no OTAs, no mini camp, abbreviated training camp, we saw how it hurt us out there. People were running around 
with their heads cut off out there. So hopefully we're able to do something in the offseason. This rookie minicamp's a great start. Hopefully we'll be able to do you the OTAs have, and I mean, all that stuff. We yeah. got to. It's a, it's you got to have it. Well, you know, we saw all these draft picks here. There's a yeah, lot of folks just, who don't, don't, don't know what to do, and, and, and you need them in here. Yeah, got to. All right, let's take a break. Uh, let's take our first break here. Let's dive into the 2021 schedule here on the Players' Lounge. We haven't done it yet, and I really want to focus on the front and the back. It's a 17-game schedule, folks. 17 games. Mm. Um, never happened before in the National Football League. So mm. it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, you talk about a marathon. It was already a marathon at 16. Now you add mm. one more 17. It is a lo- This is going to be a long year. Health matters. We'll dive into it next. He's Barry Church, former Dallas Cowboy. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, Players' Lounge. Right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Adjust your cleats, adjust your pads, even adjust your helmet. But seriously, don't adjust your underwear because once it's seen, it cannot be unseen. Tommy John's fabric keeps you cool and dry on the field or in the stands, and now they even have loungewear. Yeah, loungewear. Shop underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 15% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With Tide Cleaners at-home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, We've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. Is your family a Cowboys family? Have you taken holiday photos at the Star? Was your wedding theme blue and silver? Have you convinced your kids them is spelled with a D. If so, every game day feels like a vacation to you, so treat it like one. Whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. Dallas Cowboys football and Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders dance youth camps are back this summer for athletes and dancers of all skill levels. Two and three day camps are available at AT&T Stadium and the store in Frisco. Spots are limited. So register today at DallasCowboys.com slash Academy. You're in the Players' Lounge. Danny McCray is still on assignment, but we've got Barry Church, number 42. Former Cowboys yes, safety sir. with us. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter. So let us dive into this Cowboys 2021 schedule. And the league did Mike McCarthy no face. No love, baby. By saying, hey, not only do you get week one against Tom Brady and Tampa Bay, you're going to get it on Thursday night on NBC <laughs> as they raise the banner up with the pirate ship. To celebrate their second world championship. Mm. We knew Tampa was on the schedule and you knew you had to go to Tampa, Mm -hmm. but you weren't thinking week one. Not week one. I I mean, look, before we got on, that's an auto. To me, that's an L off the rip. I mean, that's that's an L off the rip. And I say that because look at Tampa Bay. They brought back 
literally their whole their whole 22 starting roster. Calvin Watkins, the Dallas Morning News, says it's a W. And he's crazy. He's out of his mind. They got back their whole 22 roster. So even if they, let's say they knock out, oh, we don't have OTAs, we don't have any of that. They still got that continuity. They know the strengths and weaknesses of each other. And they got the same team back. Okay, so here's here's the graphic. We'll, we'll dive more into this, but this is this is what you got. So two road games to start the season, all right? All right. So you got Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Then you get last year's Rookie of the Year offensive rookie, uh, Justin Herbert. Got, so you got to go to L.A. Your first home game is against the Eagles. That's Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Then you get Carolina at Jerry World. So Carolina's got Sam Darnold now at the quarterback position. And I personally think that if you give Sam Darnold some help, which he has down there for receiver mm-hmm. position and get in the running back position to run CMC, I think Sam Darnold is going to going to show folks that he he can play he can play football. And then of course you get Week Five at home against the New York Football Giants. So to me, I look at these first five games as the Cow- take advantage. Yes, the Cowboys have got to take advantage. They've got to try and get things done here. So by the way, within this. You Charger game, your Eagle game, two new head coaches. This is true. Okay, so both teams have head coaches. Timmy, these are games you've got to get. You got Carolina coming in here. It's a home game. You got to handle your business. And then with the Giants being a division game here, the Cowboys. To me, the Cowboys in this first fight, you got to win three. You, 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 you got, got to win three. And you got three at home that are very, very, very winnable. And then you got the one out in, in the West Coast, which is like you said, it's going to be a tough one because you got to go all the way out to the West Coast. Um, I mean, they're playing. At, what, is, what time are they playing over there? They're playing at 325, so they ain't too bad. But like you said, Herbert's been slinging the ball great this past year. He got weapons out there. Defensively, I think we should be able to take advantage of them. So I'm going to count that as a W. But these three home games, we got to wipe off the plate. We got to make sure we take advantage of these three home games. I'm talking about the Eagles, the Carolina Panthers, and the New York Giants. We have got to take advantage of them. Two of those games are division games. So we got to get a leg up in the division with both of those, with both of those teams. And I feel like we can do so against the Eagles. I'm not worried about the Eagles. What worries me a little bit, though, is what they got going on in New York. The Giants, I think they're going to sleep. They're going to sneak up on a lot of cats this year. They added, they added a lot of talent to that offensive side of the ball, and they're bringing back Nate Solder, who, who opted out last year at their left tackle. So they're solidifying that offensive I'm line. I'm not sold on Solder. You're, you're not sold on him. Look, I thought he was all right. Here's the thing about Solder. How many guys has Belichick let walk out the building where you say, "Boy, boy, they miss him." What? Tom Brady. Tom Brady, doesn't it? I love Willie McGinnis. Willie's my boy. Chandler Jones. Okay. Two. Two. There we go. There we got two. two. All right. We two. Got two. Willie McGinnis went to Cleveland. He, yeah, went, he, he, he we got two. Uh, he wasn't Willie. So, yeah, so, so, okay. Two mistakes. Two yeah. mistakes. Chandler Jones was definitely a mistake. Yes, for Tom sure. Brady. That's it. That's it. That's it. You know, I mean, the Super Bowl MVP, Deion Branch. Did they miss him? Nah, he ain't do much. Oh. He ain't do much Wes outside Welker. of that. Wes Welker, good player. Ain't do much so outside of that. So, so, so that's my thing when I think about right. when I when I think about that. Um, I just don't think Solder was that much of a difference maker. Now, what they've got to do is get last year's first round pick. Um, it was Andrew Thomas from from Georgia. They got to mm-hmm. get that guy up to speed. He, Man, he, not, he was the first tackle taken. He he's got to improve. But we saw the Giants last year as a team mm-hmm. start to buy more into oh, what yeah. Joe Judge was doing. Oh yeah, Saquon Barkley what, coming what's, back. He's What's the help? Back. And that's the thing. What's the you you know these injuries, yeah, Barry? You this played is true. this game. This is true. Yeah, you know, we we always want to think guys are who they used to be when they come back. Can he can he pull off an Adrian Peterson? 
Can he come hard. back? That's hard because because AP is a freak. We all know AP hard. is a freak of nature. If he had, if he can come back in any type of semblance like that, I think they're gonna be legit, man. So so there is so it's no the bottom line is it's, it's no easy double. No 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 no. no it's it's no division team w. isn't yeah. There's never an e- easy W once you're in the division. So those are the first five games. All right, okay. uh, Chris, give us the next one. So then it is a week six contest. You're going to New England to face the Patriots. They they don't win there. Nah, I mean, it, 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 no matter what <laughs> time of year, it don't there. matter. It, um, it's it's. I tell you what, that's a trip. I'm I'm hoping to go on. I love going up there, man. I, I like driving through the neighborhood, and then you just stadium just pops up. Boom! Yeah. It's it's a pretty cool spot. It's I, definitely a pretty cool spot. I, to I, play. I stay over in Rhode Island, and I go to this place called Iggy's uh, Iggy's Doughboys, and um, mm. man, they got the best. Clam cakes and clam strips. Man. Mm. It's right there on the water. So Iggy's, huh? Yeah, man. The uh, the seafood's fresh. <sighs> yeah, no, no, you can't beat the seafood from up there. Right. It's, I so mean, it's right mm. there, Rhode Island. So it's one set. So it's my spot. When you go over there, go 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 down and mm. chow down at Iggy's. Go, go to the game. Right. Get ready for the game. Right, right? For the game go the next day. Uh, but they've got to figure out a way to get a W. They got to. They it's going to be tough. It's ba- Whether it's, it's going to be tough. Cam Newton starting or Mac Jones, but they have to figure out a way. They've got to start stealing some games on the road. And that's one they got to steal. Last, the last time they were there, it was cold. It was in the rain. It was there for the taking. They should have won it. They should have won it. And, and when you lost it because special teams. Oh, yeah. Nobody, you know, we nobody thought nobody. that was going to happen. <laughs> block Slater, Matthew Slater. You, nobody, nobody Right, so they lost. They lost. That the, was the dreaded fair catch game, right? When when he had like fifteen. When Tay no, lost, that wasn't Tay. That, no, that was Tay. Tay was against Minnesota. Oh, that was Minnesota. You're right. You're right. Tay Tay right, right. Minnesota. Yeah, I forgot about the blunders. The special teams blunders yeah, that no, year. Yeah, no, that was that was the next thing that <laughs> drove Jerry mad. What the, the hell thing. are we doing? That's the next thing. <laughs> but after that Patriots game, Jerry was so hot. He was hot. He was hot because. Because it was a winnable game. Oh, yeah. It, they, the New England had no wide receivers. I mean, this mm. was a winnable game. So maybe this is the one they can actually get. And Tom Brady doesn't play there anymore. So this maybe true. this is the time this that uh, Mike McCarthy and company can get it. So week seven is a bye. Then it's another road game. Now it's the Minnesota Vikings, and it's on NBC Sunday Night Football Thanksgiving night. Okay. Um, you can say whatever you want about Kirk Cousins, but understand the guy has weapons. And I know he the does. Cowboys beat him last year, but you know you take you take Jordan Jefferson, you got Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen. you have Dalvin Cook. Uh, this is a challenge, and if Mike Zimmer can fix his defense, which I think they got the capabilities to do so, they they I think they're gonna they're gonna pose a pretty uh, formidable uh, formidable game for us, especially being in Minneapolis. Prime time. That's going to be a tough one for us. Okay. We do play well on prime time, though. Right. I will say that yeah, we do so, play well on prime time. So then you get uh, you get the Denver Broncos, and luckily you don't have to go to Mile High Stadium. It's a tough place to play, but you get the Broncos here. Who knows who the quarterback yeah, will be? Who, be Drew Lock or, or Teddy Bridgewater? But you know, we, I'll say this: they're going to be good defensively. Yeah, they you know, they're they going to be good defensively. So Vaughn going to be back in there. Von Miller be back coming off the edge. So yeah, and Vaughn on a contract here. Mm. Okay, Vaughn on a contract year. Had so. all last year off, basically. So, mm-hmm. And then you get uh, the Atlanta Falcons coming back to Jerry World. <laughs> so uh, Dan Quinn and company, yeah, maybe they'll win one for Dan Quinn. Matt has got and, some weapons and, out and, there. Oh. You talking Man. about Julio, Calvin Ridley, the stud from Florida Pitts. I don't think, I, I don't believe Julio Jones will be there. You don't think, you think they're going to get rid of Julio? They got cap problems, man. Yeah, he does they, count they, crazy. Okay, so, so you've got to, you have cap problems. You've got to sign these rookies. So they were already talking. 
Church. They spent the whole draft talking about trading for him. That's I mean, true. yeah, somebody want to take that though? Who gonna take? Who gonna take that contract? It's in the NFL, man. Who? I didn't think anybody would take Jared Goff's contract. Detroit That's took true. it. That's so, true. So, you know, the, you get trade. You know, and, and here comes that thing. Now, Goff's the contract got moved, but look, look at all that the Rams had to give Detroit in order yeah. to move it. So, game a starting quarterback. Game so, it, if yeah. you're if you're Atlanta, you gotta you be can two move first. It. No, you don't think because you got to pay for the contract. That's I got to pay the big money. So, they ain't, they ain't I'm not gonna take that. You think? So, mm. Yes, yes. Mm. Someone before will, the season start. Yes. Ooh. Someone will take it because someone will look at Julio and say, "This is the piece we need." It's, mm. national, it's national Football League, man. Somebody he's had had some injuries too. I don't know when the last time he played a full full sixteen. Well, I I, I also heard a birdie tell me that uh, he's not a big practice player either. Mm. New head coach, you know, mm. great player, doesn't like practice, kind of doing his own thing. But said that's what that's what I was told. Yeah, so. Okay. Yes, he has weapons, but I don't think that uh, Jones is going to be there. Yeah, I think they move Jones on. I don't know. That's just, like I said, <sighs> because of the cap. I mean, this is this is now money. This isn't talent. So mm-hmm. let's just throw out the fact that this is a guy who who's had a fantastic NFL career and his name should be talked about mm-hmm. uh, when he retires of possibly being a Hall of Famer. Poor guy, you know, he made that great t- that toe touch. Toe, toe tapping catch in the super in the Super Bowl that should Shut have up. resulted yeah. in a field goal, which they could have won. You know that kind of ring thing that he could have had for himself. Uh, he won't have that, but but you can't afford him. That's that's what this is all about now. That's why I say June first is going to be interesting because there's going to be some teams that look at some guys. Like, we can't afford this. Mm. We have to move. Got to get them off the books. And let's be honest, the Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. They brought them all back, though. It's, no, but same for Atlanta. Oh. Is this the Super Bowl team? No, that's no, not with that defense. No. So, so why are we paying Julio? I mean, I, I, that's a, that's a we got cap argument problems. Right there. Let's let's move him on. Let's let him move on. We'll put his number up there in the rafters one day. But it becomes about the cost. Yeah, and okay. I see Atlanta. I see why Atlanta would want to get it off of him. I just don't see anybody wanting to grab that contract for a guy to have. He, he's a great talent, great talent, and he'll automatically make your receiving group better. Okay. But is he going to okay. be there for seven? Can I throw this out here? Who thought Houston would trade Hopkins? They did. Oh, that was yeah. He, that was I mean, uh, so, so people. He lost his mind on that one. People do goofy things. This in is this true. League. This is true. Okay? he lost so, his mind on that so one. I, I, yeah. So so people gonna do some goofy stuff in this league. Um, so Jones will get moved. There was already conversations, but it was trying to figure out the draft compensation and when you yeah. get it. So these conversations will pick up one more time. Okay. Uh, let's go to the Kansas City Chiefs now. Woo. Mahomie and friends. So that mm. game is on the road. Arrowhead Stadium. Tough place to play. It's at Arrowhead. So yeah. We're we'll pencil in an L right there. Yeah, that's, we'll that's, that's a that tough one, one there. Let's go ahead and pencil um, that one in. So, so you've got that. Then there's the Thanksgiving Day game against the Raiders. So here it is, back-to-back games in the uh, AFC West. That's the division they're playing this year. So you got the Raiders at home. you got to win that. you got to okay. win. You have to win that. But what game. I'm nervous about, I'm nervous about Waller. Because our, our interior coverage last year between our line Linebackers and safety, it was it was suspect. It was suspect at best. And I know we got some new talent in there. We got you know we got Parsons in there. We got Cox. Those guys that have a little bit more fluid hips than uh, Jalen and LVE. But Waller's special, man. And if he goes out there and, and starts to torch our middle of our defense, I can see that one being a long game. So that one, I got it as a W. 
But if I'm playing spades, that's a, that's a possible. That's a possible L right there. Right. Yeah, well, well, we all know they're all possible. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> they're all possibles in this league. And, then, of course, we know they got uh, Jacobs, the big running back uh, for, for Vegas oh, as yeah, well. Oh, yeah, this is true. So so that's obviously Turkey Day, th- uh, Thursday game. Then they come back one week later with another Thursday game. This time, though, you got to take the short trip down to New Orleans to mm-hmm. face the Saints. Um, no we, breeze. We don't know who and what they will be. December second. Yeah, you never know. You we, never that, know. You know. We don't know who and what they this organization, what this team will be. Will Winston be that thirty interception guy, or you know that year behind Breeze and under you know Sean Payton's tutelage, will he be able to turn it around? But will he? Yeah, will, 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 will he'll, he'll be, be there? Will, will he'll, he'll be, be the guy? The guy. Yeah, so so I mean, that's you, a, you know, then come know. come December second. Yeah, that's what I don't know what it gets. Now here to me is the real wild card of this seventeen game season. Um, as you start to get into the last five here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you start uh, week 14 with the uh, Washington football team. That's a road game. So you've got that. Then it's another road game in mm-hmm. the NFC East against the Giants. Mm-hmm. Okay, then you turn around and you've got a game day after Christmas, December 26th, on Sunday Night Football against the Washington football team. Then you host Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals, and you go on the road to end the season at Philadelphia. So the last five games, there are three road games. All three of the road games are in the NFC East Mm. with four NFC East games in the last five. How you start and how you close is going to, to me, tell you a whole lot about the season. But these first five and the last five. Yeah, this, these last five, that's going to be a tough stretch. That's going to be a tough stretch, especially with that added game. I mean, the bye week is so early in the season. It's week seven. So you're talking about a whole 11 weeks of straight football for these guys. No type of break. So that, 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 that stretch you're talking about, that last five, is going to be extremely important for the division. And, I mean, it, it's just going to be important for these guys, period. Because... Washington football team, to me, I think they improved the most in our division. So I think they're going to be an extremely hard team to beat, and we got them twice within these last five games. So obviously ESPN or whoever makes these schedules, they they, they know they, they know who's going to come down into the NFC East. I think it's going to come down to Washington and Dallas as well. But that, that last five stretch of games – it's going to be tough, man. Three away games, two home games. Two of those, two of those games are against your division rival. So it's, it's going to be a tough stretch for these boys. First, the first five, you got to set the tone. Last five, you got to go ahead and finish strong. And All hopefully, right. we're healthy at that time. That's, I mean, that's a, we've seen it. You we've need seen the depth. You need your depth, and you need your rookies to come up here and not be rookies come uh, the end of December and in those first two weeks of January. Mm-hmm. Let's take another break here. You brought up a former Cowboy player. Should you bring this player back for the defensive backfield? Let's dive into that next right here on the Players' Lounge. He's Barry Church, former Cowboys safety. I'm Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at home pickup and delivery, cleaning your clothes has never been more convenient. Simply sign up at your local store, set out your dirty clothes, and one of our Tide Cleaners professionals will come directly to your home for a totally contactless experience. Your clean garments will be returned promptly the next scheduled delivery day, so skip the errand and enjoy life, not laundry. Visit TideCleaners.com or your local store to sign up for Tide Cleaners at home pickup and delivery today. Grab some OtterBox gear and get ready for hanging with the boys. From rugged venture coolers to tough-as-nails elevation tumblers, we've got what you need to keep your game day drinks frosty and your football feast ice cold. And with cases, screen protectors, and power accessories, you can defend your phone and stay connected to every play. 
Gear up at OtterBox.com and amp up the fun of every Cowboys game. That's OtterBox.com. How great would it be to travel to watch the Cowboys win on another team's turf? Pretty great. But honestly, just watching the game from anywhere but your house would be fun. Even a hotel bar with some guy named Phil from St. Louis who thinks Oakland still has a team. So whether you're traveling to the game or watching from your favorite vacation spot, book a place to stay on Hotels.com. Proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Adjust your cleats, adjust your pads, even adjust your helmet. But seriously, don't adjust your underwear because once it's seen, it cannot be unseen. Tommy John's fabric keeps you cool and dry on the field or in the stands, and now they even have loungewear. Yeah, loungewear. Shop underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 15% off your first order. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Back to the Players' Lounge. The 2021 schedule has been released. It is time to get you that new gear at the Pro Shop. It's the official store of Cowboys Nations. Score classics like your favorite player jerseys, T-shirts, hats, plus exclusive collections and unique accessories. The Pro Shop has more Cowboys gear than anyone in the game. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or go online at shop.com. DallasCowboys.com. I saw our producer Chris Beam with one of those sweet cowboy draft hats on today. Okay. Looking good. Looking I need good. One of them so, myself. I know, I know. So yeah, we, we need to we need to get re-geared up here. Okay, you're in the players' lounge. Newey Scruggs, longtime Cowboys reporter, joined by former Dallas Cowboys safety Barry Church, number 42. Our other running buddy Danny McCray still on assignment. Hopefully he is back with us next week. Speaking of back with us, mm-hmm. how about mm-hmm. the topic you raised, Jeff Heath, cut by the Raiders. Now mm out on the open market and you are saying maybe bring him back yes this is the, okay. you, you, you're not talking about Jeff Heath is the camera on me real quick uh, CB can you put the camera the goat we talking about the goat Heath right now we ain't talking about just you know your average safety we talking about the goat Heath he can run forever all right, this guy's still young. I think he's 29 years old. And look, to me, you bring him in here. He's one of the smartest safeties. Matter of fact, one of the smartest players I've ever been around. He will pick up the playbook like that. So it ain't like it's a it's gonna be a you know development. We gotta get this guy in, you gotta learn the playbook, all that stuff. He'll pick it up like that. And this guy is way more athletic than a lot of people give him credit for. He was always that off-season award winner when it came to, you know, Mike Wojcik doing these. Um, off-season awards for the most in shape or, the, you know, the best timed and all that stuff. Okay. He was always in the top three when it came to speed, strength, athleticism, all that. This dude is an unbelievable athlete, smart guy, and he plays the game the right way. So for me, I'm saying bring the GOAT Heath back. No disrespect to KZ, but I think Jeff Heath, a healthy Jeff Heath, is better than a KZ coming off of the torn Achilles, one year after the torn Achilles. So for me, I think it's a no-brainer. You bring the GOAT back. He's not like he's going to break your bank out there. He'll probably hit you for the same thing, KZ, maybe a little bit more, but he's not going to break the bank out there. You bring this guy in. If you don't think he's going to be a starter, you know for sure he's going to produce on your special teams. He's not too big of a guy to be like, nah, I don't need special teams no more. He can do it all for you. I don't know why there's not more conversation going on about this. We got to bring this guy in. I think it's only a positive, and I think it'll be an upgrade for this defense overall because, like I said, I think him being healthy is better than a, a torn Achilles, KZ. So for me, it's no question. Bring the goat Heath back to the D. 
back to the secondary. We need him back there. Okay, so I come back into and I'm going to I've been I've said it, so I'm going to keep on saying it. KZ knows the defense. KZ has trust. They know him. So it's something to just, okay. you know, as, as you talk about it, keep that in mind. And, and you you play, you know how coaches are now. Coaches like their guys. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they I like their guys and guys who, who, you know, they've been winning the Super Bowl with this guy. So, okay, now let's, let's look at just in terms of safeties. You got Donovan Wilson, got KZ, mm-hmm. you got Izzy. Yeah, Izzy. Okay, you I'll like do. Izzy? I you, like Izzy a lot. You got J. Ron Curse. You got Derry Thompson. Now you go bring in Heath. Yeah, so a couple of them guys got to go. Darian Thompson, you got, you got to go. You know, That's, I mean, yeah, we just listed six safeties. Yeah, Darian Thompson, he gonna have to go. Um, who, 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 Izzy can stick it. I like what I saw so okay. far from Izzy. He's a Curse. young dude. Curse, you got to go. I mean, he could come in here. He, he he could come in here and do the same thing Curse could do, but on a better level after okay. special teams. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm, okay. So, so, Curse, so you got to go. Uh, Darian Thompson, you got to go. KZ, if you bring in, if you bring in Heath. And get him up to speed. I know I know these coaches, they love their guys. And this probably won't happen because, you know, Dan Quinn loves his guys. And, you know, uh, KZ and Keanu Neal. So it probably won't happen. But to me, if I'm sitting there, if I'm Will McClay and I'm looking back and I'm bringing a Heath guy, I'm taking KZ, you can go. I mean, it ain't like his contract was that, you know, boisterous to where, oh, we cannot let this guy go. He's I making just, too much money. That's I, I just, just had to throw it out there. And I don't know if him being – if KZ's knowing the defense – I understand it'll help the secondary get the secondary lined up, but I, you know I don't know if it's gonna put you know if it's if it's that big to where he can you know help line up the the linebackers and the defensive end. He's not gonna be able to help all those guys out. Okay. It's just a secondary back so, there. All right, and we bring up another. You you just spoke about Tyler Coyle, number thirty nine. Yeah, out here at rookie camp today. Mm-hmm. I'll add another layer into this just conversation about what you're saying. Heath is a veteran. It's going to cost you. What do we Just know they're trying more. to do? They keep talking about, you know, they, they want some discounts here. Mm-hmm. He, he, he will so, hit you for what Casey, to me, I think, what did Casey hit for? I think he got like 1.1 1. 1 or something like that. So, so anyway, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just merely throwing it out here as we have the conversation. Mm-hmm. If you want to bring in Heath, this is a crowded, this is a crowded room. Some cats got the go. And so, you know we talk. You know, they, they keep talking about competition, but in your oh, oh by the way, if you're Jeff Heath and you come here, you want some guarantees. Yeah, you can you, get you, know, you, know, you want some guarantees. So anyway, this is this is it's an interesting conversation. It's definitely an interesting conversation. I think overall, I think he would match up better than KZ. But the what the one thing that KZ has over him, like you said, is he knows the trust. playbook and he and, and Quinn trust. trusts him. So I feel like Dan Quinn would go to bat for KZ. More than he would go to bat for Heath. Can I also put this out here about KZ? What happened? When healthy, this guy gets turnovers. He's a, he, he was a turnover machine. I'll give you that. Okay. He had ten picks. He was flying all over the place. This I'm is that Achilles. I, I understand. I understand. It ain't spring. This is what we've heard the mm-hmm. head coach consistently preach about all season long. We need turnovers. We yeah. need turnovers. I will and give you Quinn's that. Quinn's got a guy who can do this, and the reason you got him was because he's hurt. Mm-hmm. If he's not hurt, it's probably still with the Falcons, or he's somewhere with a better deal than what he got here. Yeah, and do, and, and so did he impress? Did he impress you that much when we played against him? I don't think anyone. 
Because when we played against Atlanta. Okay, I say this. Both defenses were bad. Yeah. Look at the score of the game. Yeah. The defense was good. <laughs> he was a part of that terrible okay. secondary okay. in neither, Atlanta. Neither team was good. I mean, but you, look, you brought in Dan Quinn to run your defense. The dude that's who was the, the head coach thing, of, a, like, of a team that was bad defensively. So <laughs> That's what got me nervous about so, this whole year. Man. So, yeah. And, um, you know, is there hypocrisy there? Yeah, there's a lot of hypocrisy. Is it trying to act like, well, did, did you see the Atlanta game, Dan Quinn coach? Well, you know, you know, what happened, he was a part what, of that. What happened was, you know, he was good in Atlanta. You know, that's, I mean, he was good at Seattle. He was good at when Seattle. When all he has to do is focus on defense, he's the man. He'll right, bring it to right. you know, I hope minus, right. Minus that, minus that second half against the Patriots. They almost won the Super Bowl. Almost, <laughs> I hope that. He was, he was 15 minutes away from getting that ring. You know, he was, was that like, close. He was right. that close. Right, what happened was so, yes. I mean, it's it's a constant thing of what we're doing and trying to think of. Well, what about this? What about that? But it is what it is. It is what it, it is. is. What it is. But it's going to be interesting. So you brought up Jeff Heath here. All right, uh, another topic you you had approached here. Uh, Kelvin Joseph, the second round pick mm-hmm. out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Checked him out a little bit at camp today. Uh, he's got hands. Got hands. He's got some hands here, but the potential of him starting. I, to me, I don't see – just from watching today, just from watching today, I don't see him as being a day one starter. Yes, he has good hands. He ha- he doesn't have as good as feet as um, – I keep butchering his name, Israel. But I'm going to call him Israel from now on. Is he? Is he? I don't want to say his last name. I'm going him. He doesn't have as great as feet, but his hands and everything like that are very solid. The reason I don't see him being a day one starter is because he has the same body type or same build as the nickels we already have here. I don't see him. I know he did it on, in college. He was outside. But in the league, it's, it's, it's a lot different. I don't see him having that body type to be able to transition to the outside corner as well as a, as a Trayvon Diggs did or as well as a Pat Sertain might do in Denver. I think he's more suitable for that interior that that in that nickel that nickel position, which we already have Jordan Lewis. We already have Anthony can, Brown. Can I push back? What's that? What's going on? Go ahead, Nui. You ran Cheeto out there. This is true. This is, we, we saw the results of that. That's why I don't want my guy. And he got a 24. You, you I ran would, Cheeto that, out that's there. That's one thing. If a guy was, was in a number previous and just didn't have success, like the dreaded number 27, like I don't, I would never don don a jersey where the guy previous you, you, me just didn't have it. Like I, I'm not donning okay, that jersey. So, so, so maybe he doesn't start. And, yeah. and I, I, I'll keep holding this up. This 17-game schedule. Oh, yeah. It'll be a great depth So, so sure. at some point in time, he, he's going to play. Yeah. Uh, that's your hope that he can stay healthy and play. All right. Um, so that's the cowboy things we wanted to get to. I just had a qu- like I, when when we talk about Dan Quinn and what he wants for this defense, or does he not want that same type of body type that Sherman, that Browner, that was long, lanky? Yeah. Just that seems like but, we've got all nickel bodies outside of Trayvon Diggs. All right. So this is another thing you got to kind of come back to. The two guys you were hope one of the two guys you were hoping to get both guys got got. Yeah. So Horn Sertan are gone. Yeah. The Georgia corner they were looking at, right out the gate, Jacksonville takes him in yeah, round two. So you were get, the list was getting short. Yeah, this is true. So this the list was getting short, and and so you know, the Raiders jumped in front of the Cowboys, and they took Trayvon Maring of TCU. And people were like, oh, that's who the Cowboys are going to take. Mm. The Cowboys said, no, that's not who we were. Gonna we take. were taking the corner. So, so when you by the time you get to Joseph, mm-hmm. you know it's. It's like it's you know it's, it's one fifty in a club. That's all. That's it's like, one fifty in a club. You know, 
Who who looking good now? Hey 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 girl, now I've been meaning to talk to you all night long. You waited to the last minute. Huh? Yeah, let's you know, let's let's go get a little. Let's go get some pizza right after the right after the club here. I mean, but that's where you were. Man, so you are. so here you were. This was you know when you're going down your list of guys they liked. He was a guy that he, you know he was one of the last one. Guys one. Hey, he's one fifty. The club the, the corner we club about somebody. to shut down and close. <laughs> you better if you're gonna get one, you better get you better get it now. He starts right. spitting your A game to everybody. Okay, man. so so. <laughs> He says five eleven here, but that's generous. That that might be generous for so, my boy. So I'm just saying, this is this is what it now yes, it is. They talk about you know he'll compete and do all these things. So we'll see. We but, shall see. But you know, no, it wasn't perfect at this point in time. But mm. they they keep talking about they like his intangibles. They like who he is. Mm-hmm. So we'll hopefully see. that translates. We'll see. Hopefully that translates. But can, but can you play? A 5'11", 5'10", corner, you can. You can. Um, you got to be a dog. It's not perfect. So, you got to be a dog out there. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. And this is the this is going to be the beauty of camp. When they talk about competition, all that. I hope we have got. these OTAs and these – because yes. we need to see it. We so need that, that's, to see it. So that that is – you know, this is – you know, it's never perfect. It's never it's, perfect. It's, it's never going to be perfect, but – that that was the thinking and where they went to. And, and you know, speaking of perfect, um, the situation in Green Bay is far from perfect. Mm. I want to make sure we hit on that with Aaron Rodgers because you and I haven't talked mm. to you on the players' lounge about mm. this at all. Mm. And I don't understand how Mark Murphy, who runs the pack, they don't mm-hmm. have an ownership. Yeah, they don't so got the Mark you can't just walk over to Jerry's room or something like that. And right. Be good. Mark Murphy runs it. So Mark Murphy runs it. Mark Murphy has. The GM, Brian Gutekind's mm-hmm. here. He's got the head coach, uh, Matt LaFleur, is here. Mm-hmm. But Brian is running this thing. I mean, Brian, but uh, um, Mark Murphy's running this thing. Mm-hmm. Everybody's mad at Brian. Now, I don't know if if Brian is the guy who, who decided, hey, man, we're going to trade up <laughs> and we're going to go get Jordan Love. Uh, you know, but Mark. But Murphy had to know about it. Mark, yeah. Mark Murphy is a former NFL player who won a Super Bowl in Washington. So this is not some guy, guy who doesn't understand football. He knows sure. football. But they have screwed this up. They're big time. I don't think – can. I don't know. To me, I'm getting the, the feel that Jordan Love can't play or something because these guys are you – know, you've seen them practice. You've seen them in camp and all that stuff. And it's like they're, they're, they're petrified of what Aaron Rodgers got. Is it because Jordan Love just can't play? Or, I mean, I understand what Aaron Rodgers brings. MVP, he's, he's a Hall of Famer, a hell of a player. But you would think, all right, man, look, we, we drafted this. We went, we traded up to get this guy. If this, if Rodgers is complaining this much, we should just go ahead and get this guy. But he must not be able to play. Well, I, okay. This is just how I see it. Okay. We don't know because the, the guy didn't get to play. There were no preseason games. Not, yeah, it, yeah. You know, so – you go right to the season. You're not giving him any reps. Uh, they were competitive and winning all year long, so there was no real need to play him. And Aaron Rodgers was rolling on a, had an MVP, had an MVP year. year. He wasn't trying to make sure that guy got a rep. <laughs> no, nah, he's standing over there. I See, got, that's, and that's what we, that goes back to our point earlier this. when we talk about what type of player is Keanu going to be. Is he so, going to be one of them? <laughs> I got this playboy. Just check yeah, out over there. there. I, I, I know we up 30. <laughs> Watch this, Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> I'm up 30. I'm going to hand it off right here. Look at it. So, yes. Um, but they have screwed this thing up. And, and just the fact that you hear Aaron doesn't want to play there yet, wants to get traded. And the Packers saying, no, they don't want to trade him. And then the story about, well, Rodgers wants the GM fired. Mm. And look, as far as I'm concerned, you fire the GM. You got to. 
I, you got to. I, having worked in Los Angeles, I believe in the Magic Johnson thing. What's that? So Magic Johnson, uh, first year, rookie. They go win the NBA championship with Paul Westfall. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul Westhead is the head coach. Well, then Westhead got a little bit too big. He's trying to start telling everybody what to do. Magic like, man, hey, trade me. I don't play for him anymore. Oh, yeah. And Jerry Buss owner like, yeah, fired. <laughs> You're fired. Fired. <laughs> Get him up out of there. So he fired him. He made Jerry West the head coach. Jerry West like, man, I don't want to be the head coach. Give it to Pat Riley. And they oh, moved yeah. on. Yeah, moved on. And, and, and was and people got all on Magic. I mean, they vilified Magic. Wrong players. But guess what? Magic was right. He was right. Magic was right. You do not mess with a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. And the other thing for me is what is this is a business. Mm-hmm. How much money has Aaron Rodgers made the Packers? He made them relevant. After Brett Favre, he's made them relevant. And it's just it's, they're always in it. So I mean, you got to go player over over uh, over up or office right here. You got to. He is one of the stars of the league. He's and MVP. He's one. You don't sit around here and do this to one of the stars you in the don't. league. And for me, I people keep talking about last year's number one pick, Love. I said, do you want to talk about the number two pick as well? Because the first two picks that Brian Gutekinds made made me shake my Was head. AJ Dillon, yes, and, he, and they went and resigned. Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones. Dylan ain't going to see the field. <laughs> I was like, you just drafted two dudes who don't help you. At all. You, and that's what Rodgers was saying this whole time. When are y'all going to get me some help in here? And, 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 and Gutekis just continuously slaps him in the face with these picks. Even if you took T. Higgins, who went in the second round to Cincinnati mm-hmm. and, and had a good year there, I mean, you could have helped Aaron Rodgers. Without a doubt. And so here it is. You get to the NFC Championship game. You're at home and you lose. And he talks about how bitter the pill was. I could sit up here and say, yeah, man, could I have a little bit more help? Could I have another weapon here? Um, Very legitimate arguments. Yeah, without a doubt. And so for him to feel, hey, man, you guys are stubby. I'm feeling tripping. I want out of here. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. And Green Bay screwed this thing up. They did. And then they, look, look what it's leaking down to. It's leaking it down. Now you got uh, Devontae Adams talking about, hey, uh, you know, if if Aaron Rodgers, you know, feels like he needs to go, you know, separate ways, you know, that, that well, gets to me thinking in the future. Well. Well, do you don't think anything going to make that move? You're a receiver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. What you uh, talking about? I'm with you, Aaron. I got your back. Yeah, just, that's what you. That's what he should say. Keep that's throwing what, me ten I balls a game. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I get it. Right, I get that. But I mean, at the end of the day, um, they, you're a free agent. They stole that, slapped that franchise tag. He's not sitting out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, Aaron can sit yeah. around here and sit out, and you know, okay, we got a problem. You got Jeopardy on I mean, the back yes, end. Yes, Devontae, you're a great football player, but but no, you don't. You, you're not moving. You're, you're not magic. Okay, <laughs> you can't do this Magic Johnson thing like that. <laughs> Demanding stuff. No. You can't do it. No, yeah. you can't be Ken Griffey Jr. when he told the Mariners, trade me to Cincinnati. Okay. He, just, he was testing his power, man. He just wanted to You're see receiver, if he had okay? some juice. Yes. Yes. Okay. You're a receiver. I mean, <laughs> haven't we learned from Odell Beckham Jr. and all that he wanted? He went to Cleveland and practically vanished off the it map. Vanished. Except when he played the Cowboys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so he played the Cowboys. Oof. He was about to get traded before he played the Cowboys. or traded him. They had a, had a great game. Oh, he's back. Yeah. Um, other topic. Your old team. What you talking about now? What you t- <laughs> I know you ain't talking about my boy. Urban Meyer decided to bring in Tim Tebow to play tight end, <sighs> 33 years old. Come on. Man. I don't understand it. I don't on, get man. it. We're talking about a six-year hiatus. Nine. That's not even talking about nine. nine a nine-year nine. hiatus. We're not even talking. Let's not even talk about the, or right now the, the, the position switch. This guy, nine years from his last significant down played in the NFL. We've seen what happened when five years takes off of you. And that was Alden Smith. And he came back to play the same position. 
the same position. Started off great, and then he fell off a cliff because he hasn't played in five years. And it takes a different type of mentality, different type of shape to get into for football for you to just jump off your couch and play. It's just not going to work. So when they say that about Tim Tebow, I'm just like, what? why? What do you think is gonna? What do you think? This, it ain't like he can teach Trevor Lawrence something about the quarterback game. He was never good at quarterback, so it ain't like he can teach him something. Who's he gonna teach at tight end? He never played the position. Who's he gonna block? How? And you talk about leadership, leadership. I tell you right now, from experience, the players in that locker room are not gonna sit there and say Tim Tebow's our leader if he's the fifty third person on the depth chart and he's not getting no play time and he's not out there. <laughs> You know, he's not contributing to the team. No one's going to listen to him. He, he's going to come in there barreling in there doing his little pregame speeches. We got to do this. People are going to look at him like he's crazy. I'm like, Tim, get this guy out of my face. I'm telling you, no one is going to listen to the 53rd man on the roster. And that's what Tebow is going to be if he makes the team. So I just don't understand. What is he bringing to the Jaguars right now? What, let me help me out here. I, what is he bringing? I've, I've heard people try to talk about that whole leadership thing. And I laugh about it because in the National Football League, leadership it comes from people who are playing, exactly. who are good players. Exactly. They don't come from some dude who's never played the spot. All I can think of is the first time Tim Tebow gets up, that line that Nino Brown had in New Jack City, when he looked at G-Money, sit your five down and before right I make change. Now, before I make, people before go, I make change. Tim Tebow, what's Tim Tebow going to say? You know, this, this isn't Florida. This isn't college football, man. They're going to they look at that man like he's crazy. And I want to understand from Urban Meyer, can we pull 12, 14 million a year? How do you still not understand? You're going to hire the strength coach Oh, you know how a strength coach yeah. that's got this past that he got issues with with, with, with black folk. Mm. Then you're gonna go hire Tim Tebow mm-hmm. when you've already got guys in the building grinding, trying to sit around here and make a team. You know, you got dudes who are, I mean, just like you see his rookie game, you know, mm-hmm. and then guys who one or two years guys guys who are trying to make a team. You gonna roll this cat in here? Roll him in there. And he's gonna make the squad. Does he too. even understand which shoulder to block with? He's gonna make you the guys squad. Gonna see him too, though. No. No. Yeah, we played Jacksonville in the preseason. Oh, so Jackson see Tebow playing. So Chris Beam telling us we gonna see, we gonna see week four, week four of the yeah. preseason. We gonna get a who is he gonna block? Michael Parsons. <laughs> 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 Michael Parsons out there. Block. He gonna block D Law. Oh, D Law. D Law won't be playing. Yeah, he won't be playing. He won't be playing. He won't be playing. Maybe maybe you know, Jabril Cox gonna play that last game, right? You yeah, know. maybe Jabril maybe, will be maybe in there. Maybe Jabril Cox. Maybe, maybe but, he gonna uh, put hands on Jabril. <laughs> if, that's another thing. If you go, if you're a defensive player and you line up against Tebow and he blocks you. Come on, man. You ain't never going to hear the end of that. You let a first, quarterback block you. First time that guy makes a catch, you know guys going to try and let him up so they get, get, oh, get on no. the highlights. So That's the highlights. Who is Tebow routing up? Who is he going to get open against? Man. My man run probably at his 4-8 maybe. Wait, this is not ta- – the problem is people want to try and, and correlate him to Taysom Hill. He's not Taysom no. Hill. No. Okay? He's not. You know, um, we're near the athlete. No. And and you've taken nine years off. Nine? Nine years off. It's going to be 33 years old. And, and 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 this is what Urban Myers. I'm trying to figure, Urban. What are you doing in Jacksonville? That ego. What are you doing? I'm Urban. You, I can bring Tim Tebow in. I can change this whole culture. Let me hire this racist uh, weightlifter from Iowa. Let me get him in here. What are you doing? I, doing I, I, this is this is professional football, man. What's he doing? This is in Ohio State. It's not Florida. It's not Utah. It's not Bowling Green, man. You can't. This guys aren't going to buy into this. And and look, he's, I just feel like guys are going to go out of their way to light up Tim Tebow. 
Without a doubt. They're gonna, they're you gonna, had earned this. You ain't, they going to light his they're gonna, butt They're going to go out of the way to light him up. They okay. might let him catch the ball. Coach's boy. They gonna, I mean, they going to oh. coach's pet. And you've already, and you've, I've read reports where you've talked about guys that say, other coaches are like, what are we doing? Well, other coaches on Jack's house. Like, what, what, are, what, are, you what are we doing? Because it's because I could see, I could see if he brought something to the quarterback room where he could teach this guy something. But like we said, he hasn't played well at the quarterback position to be able to teach Lawrence something. Leadership. Nobody's listening to a fifty third person. And I I've been fortunate enough to cover some teams where I saw head coaches bring in former players, mm-hmm. but the players they brought in could help. When Jimmy Johnson was here, he brought in Alfredo Roberts, mm-hmm. who was with him at Miami. Alfredo could play. This is true. You know, you've, you've got to make sure the dudes you bring in can play. When <laughs> when I was in Cleveland and Bill Belichick was there, he brought in Carl Banks. He brought in Pepper Johnson. They could play. They played again. These are guys that he was with with the Giants. They could play. That's the biggest thing. These dudes had to be able to do it. They got to. That's the only way people are going to respect you. Yeah. They, people think just because – I mean, I've seen it time and time again where – Cats will come in here and they think, you know, they're a first-round draft pick. But if you can't play, no one is going to listen to you. No. Go back to Parcells when he came here. He brings in Richie Anderson. He brings in Vinny Testaverde. He brings in Keyshawn. They could all play. Yeah. If yeah. you can't play, brought in Terry Glenn. Yeah. You can't bring in your you can't bring in your guys yeah. if they can't play. If they can't play. Now you're gonna bring in one of your guys. He's never played tight end. Never. He's 33, <laughs> man. <laughs> Come on, what are we doing? I can't wait to see it though. I can't, I can't wait improv to see it. night. Hey, you want to play tight? You got some friends? Come and, it's on not, and it's not like Jacksonville. They needed the the, the to sell these tickets. You got Urban Meyer there. You Tim got Trevor Tebow Lawrence. is not He's selling not, yeah. football. He's tickets. not doing it. So like, what? What's the point? That's why you drafted Trevor Lawrence. What's it's the, why you went and got Urban Meyer. What's You're the good. Point? You're good. Give him a coaching. Give him one of them, you know, coaching gigs where he's, you know, he's in the room somewhere as a coach or something like that. But and his his own ego to want to do this. That's what's that's what's wild. His own ego. What what are you doing, man? He saw what happened when he got when he was done with football. Let me go to back and switch sports. Let me go to baseball and be the truth. It just didn't happen. All right, that's our players' lounge for Mm. this week. Lot 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 of good stuff we covered. Rookie mini camp today. Um, You thought Micah Parsons was a little gassed. You get my cardio. You you loved uh, Izzy um, Mukuamu. Fluid, six foot four safety mm. out of USC. Fluid. They took in the sixth round. So you like those two guys that you saw there, and you also liked um, Coyle, uh, Tyler Coyle, yes. the other uh, safety yes. out there from Purdue. That's so, my so early. Cool. That's my early pick for undrafted to make the team. Okay, if we don't bring the goat back. All right. That is Barry Church, number yes, 42, Cowboy Safety. Our boy um, and a running mate, Danny McCray, should be back next week. I'm Newey yes, Scruggs, indeed. longtime Cowboys reporter. We appreciate you checking us out right here on the Players Lounge, DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?